women passing through similar experiences all around the world, and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. Women in the workplace, fertility, the menopause, women's rights, social media, sexuality, body image, politics, relationships, parenting, age, and women in their role today. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. And today's conversation is about social media influences and the impact that has on their lives. And I'm joined today, I'm really excited because I'm joined by Shelley Caruana, Shelley of, uh, of Shelley's Indoor Jungle, who rose to influencer fame during the pandemic with 170,000 followers. Now, this lady needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, we've got Taryn Mamo Cheffy. Chefai. Chefai, I knew so I got close, it wrong. So close. <laughs> so close. Who is a, a drive time DJ on Bay Radio, but you're also an influencer as well and have a very specific tone to your following and, and talk a lot about travel and all sorts of things as well. So I've also got Gail Baldacuno, who is not, is not just an influencer, but you actually create content as part of your job. So exactly. that's what you do. Exactly. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> well, this is such an important conversation to be having because so many people's lives are now influenced by social media. And I'm going to come to some statistics. I don't know if you know, but women in general spend two hours, 10 minutes a day on social media. So it's something that's incredibly important, but I'm going to ask each of you in turn, and I'm going to start again with Shelley, just to kind of give a bit of a, a story of how you got into what you do, because yours is probably the most surprising. <laughs> um, probably, it's true. Um, I very much started just by documenting my plants. I bought a few plants and I wanted to document their journey just so to hold myself accountable <laughs> so they don't die. <laughs> And I don't know what happened. My profile blew up. People liked me posting photos of plants. They liked me giving them names and people connected with, with them. Eventually, I was just sharing little bits of my life as well. So that's, that's how it happened. It was quite... Uh... You make it sound so easy. <laughs> I went down the road, I bought a couple of plants, and then I've suddenly got 170,000 followers. We're going to break that down in, in a minute because there's an awful lot more to that story yes. than, than you shared. But, but for you, Taryn, how did you get into what you're doing and how did you get into in being an influencer? Because you I mean, have a massive uh -huh, following no, as well. For me, it was totally accidental. I think... Um, so obviously I've been an actress and a, now I'm a radio host as well. So I've been doing that for a really long time. Um, and I remember the last TV series I had, social media had just started. I mean, Facebook was more of a thing and Instagram had just started. So I remember thinking, oh, maybe if I post about, you know, things that I, I like doing, that's what Instagram really was all about back then, you know, doing, posting what you love to do. And then people liked it as well, you know, they'd give you a, a, a like, a heart or whatever, a double tap. Um, and that's how it all started. So I think I was just, it was just the right time really for for people to start like delving into socials and whatever. And I mean, I got totally all my following through TV and media. Um, so well, I think so. And now it's always moved to travel as well. So it's a bit of everything. 
And Gail, of course, you, this is part of what you do for a living. So you do have, you also have a following, but you, you create content. So how did you get into what you do? To be honest, it's almost as Taryn said, accidental. Um, Instagram in the beginning was more of a photo sharing app, uh, you know, sharing my travels, which I love. It's an expensive <laughs> hobby, hobby of mine <laughs> um, and a bit of, you know, lifestyle sort of. And then during lockdown, which I was back in London, it was the first lockdown ever. London was shut down. I was like, you know what social media is? I'm very interested in social media. So I started doing research about influencer marketing. And that is how I blew up, sort of, because I started saying things which others don't mm. about brands, about influencers, about content creators, not calling out. It's just how things should be really done. And yeah, and then that is how I started, as in how I blew up, grew, grew, grew my follow uh, through, through sharing tips and also speaking, you know, and saying, saying it how it is. I'm not scared of, you know, what others think or maybe the consequences as others have suggested, <laughs> which I'll maybe say later. So yeah, so that is how there was a need in Malta, I felt, of um, for influencers and also brands of how things should really be done both from because uh, that now you just brought up something very interesting because the two are so intrinsically linked yeah, yeah. um as um, and we're going to talk about a little bit about the role as an influencer and how you make your living from it or how you make part of your living from it but that's all associated with brand recognition brand association and you're probably the best person at the table to talk about all the strategy yeah. behind that from a business point yeah. of view yeah. but i want to come back and and you mentioned there that your point is you want to, to to speak out and be very true to yourself yeah. about what you say so that kind of is your what makes you tick yes yes but for you taryn what makes you tick for socials what what's the thing that really turns you on what do you mean in what way though well because gail's point is she wants to say what needs to be needs uh -huh. to be said i think gail is very much on the educational part of it which is why i follow her myself um that's how we became friends um i think for me it's literally just sharing what i love to do um i'm also quite an aesthetic kind of person so i like to have everything precise and perfectly put which is a discussion that her and i had recently um which was very interesting because obviously i do understand that things need to be done properly but sort of i always want to give it my own little twist and i i used to have um in the beginning you know when all of this started out it was a situation where people told you what to do and you kind of had to do it and you know nowadays i feel like it's not really how things are done it's not really the way i want to do social media it's not really the way that i want to my platform to be my platform is mine I enjoy creating content, I love it, but I have to do it in the way that I want to do it. Because otherwise I don't enjoy it, it's not a passion anymore, it just becomes a job. And at the end of the day, some of it is a job, yes, but sort of, I would hope that brands trust me enough to give it my own spin. You know, I don't want to be like anyone else because in reality, everyone's so different. Nobody wants to be like anyone else. So kind of that's my thing with socials is just being creatively free to do things and things that I love and I enjoy. And, you know, sometimes you have to turn around down brands because simply because they don't match to your values or your way of life. And, and it's a big, you know, before it used to be like, oh, but I'm turning down money and this. Nowadays, it's like, no, but this is who I am. And if you find it in yourself to have the power to say, to say no to a big contract, 
I think you're you must be really that, on the go on the right track. That can't be easy. It's if a brand so comes to you and says, "Listen, I'm going to give you ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand euros to to represent me," or whether they say they're going to give you five thousand euros, it must be really hard to turn around and say, "Actually, I'll give you I, an example because we spoke about it before. Somebody once offered to pay for my wedding. Now." Obviously, I wasn't. Wait, when's your wedding? It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. And you know, when they called me, they said, "No, we'd like to sponsor your wedding, and we'd love to have it." I said, "But I'm not getting married. I haven't even been proposed to." She said, "No, but you've you know you've been with your boyfriend for two years now," and it was a time where I was really not happy in my relationship. So it was a really stressful thing where somebody just came up to me and said, "I'll pay for your you know 50k wedding or whatever," and I just had to say, "No," because. <laughs> Because I wasn't in that state in my life, and I wasn't sure about that relationship at that point in time. You know, a lot of things were coming up, and it was a moment where I had to say, "Okay, I mean, it's a really big deal. It's a massive burden and load off your chest." I come from a very basic family. My father would never is never going to pay for my wedding, so I'd have to work for all of it. But it also had to come down to who am I and what do I want out of life? I could have easily said, "Ah, yes, okay, aha. You know, my boyfriend would have proposed to me a year later, maybe. I would have started the whole thing." But I had to make a decision and a choice, which obviously isn't easy because I don't know if anyone will ever pay for my wedding again, you know. <laughs> But it kind of came down to what do I really want from myself and for myself in the next five years. Well, that's interesting because you, like Gail, like to be outspoken and say what yeah. needs to be said. You there, Taryn, you want to be true to yourself as well. So coming to you, Shelley, I mean, what makes you tick apart from plants? Because you, you're very passionate, but I also know that you've changed. Your, your emphasis has changed. You kind of yes. moved away from plants a little bit. Yes. I've, it's very much a small part of my life. Like I'm a multifaceted person. I have a lot of different values. So I felt like I needed to do that switch. Um, I felt like with social media, I, I had you mentioned the word influencer and i think the the meaning behind that word is very very it has a big effect on me mm -hmm. um knowing that it's true when when you speak about something or when you're shooting a story and something is in the background and someone likes it they will message you and they will ask you where did you get that or you know people will How will do randomest things as the, well. yes <laughs> uh, so when i take a step back and think about it for me it's like It's such, I, I feel like such a responsibility. Mm. I, it, it's, it, it's, like, it's incredible how, how much, like you, you have an effect on people and, and, and it almost feels a bit scary sometimes. Um, and you have to try not to let it get to your head. You have to be careful about what you speak about. Um, and that's kind of when I was like, you know, people really, really do develop that trust in you. So I want to use my platform to share positive messages and make a better impact as well. I think that's how then I started to make that switch because I felt just posting about plants became a bit shallow um, uh, compared to what I actually am as a person. So you brought in yourself as part of your influencer and the, then the, the, the plants are taking a, a step back yeah. but, but you actually said something really important there because you address the word influencer and we use this term we banter it around influencer influencer but if you really break it down in your case 170,000 people you are influencing and you're absolutely right there's a massive responsibility it is it is if, if like if you take a step back and think about it 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 feels a bit scary almost 
Um, so, <laughs> so when that comes to, back to you, Gail, and you're speaking out and you're, whether it be representing a brand or whether it's representing yourself, that term influencer is it something that you apply to yourself and to your role or is it so, and something you're comfortable doing or is it, is it, was there another term that you would prefer to use? Currently, I feel more of a content creator rather than an influencer. They're both, um, so an influencer is a content creator, but not all content creators are influencers. Yes, that, may, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to call myself more of a, a content creator. However, I do get why others call me an influencer and I don't get, get offended or anything. It's a nice, it's actually a big, for me, as Shelley said, it's, it's a big responsibility to be an influencer. It's, it's beautiful. It is a job. It is a serious job. It's a, it is a profession like others. Um, I'm not there yet just because I don't do it full time. So for me, I think to be an influencer requires more and not necessarily followers because it's not about the followers. It's never been about the followers. So and that is that is one of my battles. It's not, it's not about the 100K, 100K. I mean, it's great and I want to grow. So it's great to have more followers, but it's not about it's not all about the, the the followers it's about how you influence and how powerful you are with influencing and as Shelley said it is really really important for influencers content and content creators to really be aware of their responsibility and to treat it professionally and and by profession i don't mean to be you know prim and proper behind the story or, or in a photo but to be uh, mindful of what you say um, and and the repercussions of what you're saying like so as I said, I say it the way it is, as in, or else how I'd rather, how, like my beliefs and ethics and values. But at the same time, I'm, I believe that I'm still cautious of what I say, because um, um, I do hold the responsibility. Even I, as in with my 4K followers, I still, I still influence people in, in some ways. And as, as um, Terence said, some follow me because of the educational tips I give, um, but I'm still very responsible and aware and mindful of what I say and how I say it. Sometimes I'm like, mm, let not let me not share this because there are there's there can be a, like a history of what you share and how you say it. So, so coming to what you just said there, you talked about responsibility. You talked about having an audience and it being about not necessarily the size of the audience but the quality of the message. So here's my question to you. I just said that most women spend over two hours a day on social media, which is insane. But we as women, I don't think, and it's a question more than anything, are, are not very nice to each other because statistically, 85% of that content that goes up has been edited and is not actually a true representation of life and the reality of life. Now, of course, we're all gonna make ourselves look nice for a photo, but that whole idea of editing the content, you talked about responsibility and, and about putting, being careful about what you put out there, but I think so much of what we see is edited. So I wanna to come to that question about editing. We obviously wanna look our best. How truthful is editing? If 85% of content that, is, that goes up is edited, is that a good thing? because it makes the world look beautiful, or is it a bad thing because it stresses us out to achieve what's not possible? I'm going to start with you, because Taryn, every photo of you looks absolutely beautiful, so I'm going to be a bit brutal. Do you edit pictures? You must do. Colour-wise, yes, definitely, definitely. I do. Um, I enhance my colours, I make them look pretty, um, so definitely. 
you know um also i try to choose the right location so there's a lot of thought that goes into it so obviously i don't walk by this per picture perfect door every day and i'm not in bali every day and i'm not you know i'm not i'm not in these fantastic amazing locations but when i am i try to take that one shot that i know is gonna do well on socials or it's going to help me or whatever um so i do pick and choose i think that's kind of yes maybe it's not realistic but it is a part of my life so i try to as much as i can balance between the both of them you know my the grass isn't always green but on days that it is i try to like take that photo on that and i am the most unlucky human being you will ever meet in your life so when do i when i have a day of content it's gonna rain it's gonna rain for sure so i always have these issues of rain or whatever so i try my best to obviously especially if it's you know paid content you want to give the brands that you're 100 percent and more but um so yes so unfortunately there are moments where social media is edited and you have this unrealistic version of but that doesn't mean that it's good every day or bad every day we all have our moments we're all human and i think a lot of people forget this a lot of people forget that behind that platform is a human being who has bad days who has good days who has arguments who has days when she doesn't want to be on social media and sometimes i get messages so i like to take de digital detoxes at times in my life i know you have people who are concerned are you okay i mean yes i have a life away from this lovely platform and i love you know my family i call them my family because it's a small community i don't have you know shelly has a massive community i have my small little one and i love them but there are moments when you have to take a step back and i mean live your life so i try to in, in the beginning i remember social media used to take over a lot of my life and i used to feel like if i don't post real time and you know people will get upset and if i'm at an event i have to post nowadays I'll go, I'll take what I need to take, enjoy my time with my friends and, you know, colleagues. And and every day, I feel like everyone who's on this platform is kind of friends. We all become really good friends and sharing ideas, sharing stories. Do you want to be present in the moment? It doesn't have to be all, you know, now, now, now. And in the beginning, I used to say, well, people judge me if I post the next day or another day later. But it tend, turned out to be, you know, I had people ask, tell me sort of, thank you for showing us things. You don't have to be all the time, like, 20, you know, 100% nonstop. We can have things at a slower pace and sometimes i post next day sometimes i post a day later you know it doesn't have to be all instant and that's kind of i think we're moving towards a much more real version of social media but it's also our responsibility as we were saying before you know with a following comes great responsibility so you have to you do have to think about things and about what you post and about the way that you post them and and if you're sometimes you no know, people say oh because you have this luxurious life i really don't so i try to show the crazy moments of my life like you know I've, it's taken me four years and more now to, to move into my house so that's a real version if i had bought my house today and then in two weeks i'd be moving in it makes no sense so it's also sort of it comes down to you to show the good the bad and ugly and also obviously the <laughs> the highlights of of your life as well it's a but balance being, being a devil's advocate for a second you said the good the bad and the ugly it's the good that gets the the traction it's the good that hits the algorithms it's the you'd good that surprised. gets the following you'd be surprised i don't i don't agree i don't agree i don't agree the posts that have done the best for me is when i show how i failed with my plants <laughs> yeah yeah i i i love it same the for me the best the best where either me calling out not naming brands um or or influencers uh how why are they doing things the way they are when you know the information is out there please you know inform yourself give me an example of that because mm -hmm. that sounds a little ambiguous so give me something solid like uh, 
I had um, messages from content creators, influencers, uh, almost warning me, giving me warnings. Yes, <laughs> they don't know me. <laughs> I don't care, to be honest. Um, telling me, be careful of what you're saying because brands won't work with you now. With, with the things you're saying, it's like mm, fine. If if a brand doesn't uh, if a brand doesn't share the same values, I'm happy to not work with them. Exactly. You know, um, you know when I, like I have um, I made a series of called Dear Influencers and Dear Brands where everyone was like, when is she posting next? What is she saying? What am I? Oh my god! So I started this, um, I was highlighting why people don't, why influencers and content creators aren't doing the hashtag ad or aren't being transparent when, it, when it's an ad and when it's a PR, not gifted, but that's another story. Gifted shouldn't be used. Anyway. Um, and yes, I had people, I had, uh, anyway, a few actually going on stories saying, there's no need. Why? 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 And, and actually going against not me, how things are done. This is not me inventing things, right? I'm, I did my own research. I, I did my own studies. I, I made sure I inform myself and influencer marketing is not regulated in Malta and it should be. So then I had uh, influencers coming at me content a few right uh telling me listen like chill okay like we've been in the industry we know what we're doing or as some saying um brands won't work with you now after all this like okay fine so yeah you're saying that, that there's no regulation to social media in Malta. No, it's not regulated. There's yet. no regulation. Yes. Process of it's being. in the process. Okay. But well, you know so what? I've, I've it happened been right before COVID. Exactly. I feel like they've been exactly. But I've been exactly. I've been. I've been hearing this because, yeah. as I said, I, I've been. I was receiving messages. Oh, it's being. It's. It's still. It's being uh, like regulated. you know regulated. I mean, okay, but it's not. So mm -hmm. what are you doing now? Are you are you informing yourself? Are you you know like reading like because. I know that a few influencers and content creators, as as I did, I was looking at foreign influencers and, and content creators. So I was like, mm, what is this hashtag? What is this doing here? So I was getting like and curious and like, mm, let me find out why and what and how and etc. etc. Et and I mainly followed UK legislations um, to 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 write that, to write what I, what I what I what I share what I shared anyway. Um, and that is how I informed myself. And like, why aren't others bigger ones in Malta doing this? Why aren't you informing yourself? If you are following, if you sometimes you do the hashtag ad, why aren't you always doing it? Is is a brand? And then I eventually found out that are, there are some companies and brands who tell, who instruct content creators, influencers, not to do the ad. It's like, what is this? Why? 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 Part of an influencer's job is to be transparent, to be honest, to be proud. Sorry, to be proud of their job. This is a beautiful job. Wow, brand, a brand is I approaching you. I agree 100%. But I feel that unfortunately, locally, um, people are so uneducated yeah. in the industry that there's this massive stigma against influencers, yes, but, uh, uh, which is so toxic. Uh -huh that I think sometimes, because sometimes I do put an ad and sometimes I don't, you know, you follow me, you know exactly what I do. Um, and sometimes I forget, Vera, gosh, I'm a bit, I'll be running from one thing to another, boom. But there are moments where I think twice about posting, where I think twice, because one of my content doesn't do as well. 
and also i feel like there's this constant like negativity towards her ah, because she gets this for free and because she does the, the, but and I, because and because and because and this right becomes this really toxic environment of no it's not for free it is my job but yes. uh, th- yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go you're gonna have to let shelly have some airtime for sure here. for sure no <laughs> no no go no. <laughs> could go on forever but but there's a couple of topic topics that have just come up there that I want to really dig a little bit deeper into. One of them is you talked about planning and the amount of time that a social media influencer dedicates to the job. And the other is about, I just want to keep firing up for this responsibility. You said that, you know, sometimes you you, you don't add the hashtag, sometimes you do. For me, I'm learning today because I'm like, well, I don't even come up on this, <laughs> this scale here. So I'm this is an education for me. But you were about to jump in there before. No, I was going to say one thing that really annoys me that people do is right. This is not an ad, but I'm posting. I'm, and it makes it look like um, every, every other ad that you've done is not genuine. That's how it makes me feel. Like, I really hate when people say, not an ad, but I got this. So are you saying that every time you did an ad, you were in genuine about the brand and you are in genuine about what you were promoting? That's something that really that that really bothers me. Let, I think, let me ask each three of you then, because here's a question: because you've just touched right on that point. If you go out for dinner, and like I did the last last week, I went out for dinner, loved the food, thought, I, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a photograph and I'm going to tag them because they're worth it. Do you do that? I, knowing that you're doing it because you love the, the the experience, or do you do it thinking maybe that will get me something? No, I, 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 I personally, I, I, I struggle with this because I really love supporting local. Like it's something I really love doing. And, and sometimes I get the thought in my head that if I tag someone, it's going to look like I got it for free. So I understand the not an ad thing, but instead I do it, instead I write things like I bought or support like i i like to write that like support supporting local to, to kind of distinguish between me actually being gifted or pr or whatever versus versus me just going out enjoying a meal and i really think they deserve that shout out it, it but it is it, like it, it crosses my mind every single time when i tag someone i i i think i hope people didn't think i got this for free yeah i feel like i so i'm a massive foodie so i get a lot of you know, restaurants and places who love to have me over and sometimes they're gifted, sometimes they're paid for, sometimes, so, but I have to be very careful because it's not fair that a company comes to me and pays me for a, a post and, and stories and for, anyway, the whole shebang. And then there's somebody else who gifts me and I, do the, I give them the same coverage. I, it has I to be, like in my opinion, I have to be very careful because I have to also be careful because that, if a brand trusts me enough to pay me for the same thing, then obviously, they're the kind of brand I would want to work with. But then I love to go out and eat. So I'm constantly posting food places. But again, I don't go all out like posting nonsense. I create an experience when it's paid for. And then when it's not, I'll put up a story simply because I genuinely love their food. You know, so it's very different. Gail, do you think the most you, you, you have the business side of this and you have the brand side of this. Do you think that most of the audiences between this table, well, there's almost a quarter of a million people that are within this influencing circle. Do you think that most of those people know these connotations, know what 
thought process Shelley and Taryn are going through? So, I would like to say, start off by never assume. So, the reason behind um, the hashtag PR and hashtag ad is because you don't want to assume that this is free. You don't want to assume that people are paying you. So, that is why you have to stick to the hashtag mm -hmm, mm -hmm. PR when it is a gift, which is never a gift, right? Your, your, right. your, your yeah. friend gives you a gift. And they don't expect something And back. it should be technically, if it's a gift, PR, PR, not gift. Um, it supposedly the brand shouldn't um, just tell you like, okay, I want four stories, one post. It shouldn't be done. It should be a gift. So come over, you know, if you enjoy it and you want to share, if not, it's fine. That's, that is how it should be done. But then rather when it's a paid, you know, you, you are sort of um, agreeing to, yes, I'll, I'll get the money and I will, you know, do the stories, the whole package sort of. So that is why really and truly, hashtag not ad or not an ad is never needed because if you are always honest you don't need to be scared i as a certain i am a massive foodie i well let's say i have fewer brands contacting me to, to you know for dinners and stuff but i love sharing what i ate how it tasted blah 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 but relax i'm not getting paid because and i'm very comfortable with sharing and tagging because i always do the tags i always say when it is a, a pr and i always i will always in every single story even if i if i'm posting 10 stories about the same restaurant if it is a pr i will you see hashtag pr hashtag pr, hashtag PR. if it's not then it's not and then it is up to you to find out i feel that as a follower it's up to you to like sort of investigate what is this pr what is this um yes i had actually one time someone messaging me i was complaining about my laptop and i and it needed fixing and someone said uh but you'll get it for free right I'm like eh, relax okay i don't <laughs> get free stuff and when i do i'm very proud of this okay like this brand contacted me I, uh, contacted me i'll be working with them still not free if you're working with them of course still, of exactly. course but, but but as in that is why the hashtag not ad is not needed yeah. because if you are always transparent and you're you know you go on story like explain your new collaboration you where you're invited and that this is work you don't need to so when does this legislation come in when when is this this platform which is absolutely huge. huge when is that going to come in and bring some structure i'm still waiting in the meantime i'm doing my posts and and helping and also i am not perfect right so i did mistakes i will make mistakes so, uh, and i'm always honest about this i'm not perfect right um i'm still learning and instagram especially is is changing so much on the daily like at work i i get so frustrated with instagram with mossary especially with the guy like okay new update guys like what now so i'm um, we're always i'm always updating myself and i try my best to update everyone locally right um because i feel that there's a need there's a thirst for knowledge even though some something that they know it all which is a pity because no i mean you can never know it all i, I love that smile on your face you're like some people think they know it all <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, it again yeah, i've been watching out for you <laughs> i want to move the conversation on to another thing that i think is really essential for us to talk about and we touched on it when we spoke before and that is the impact of mental health within social media social media works on algorithms which means that you have to feed the beast which as human beings, 
hits our dopamine every time you get a thousand likes or in you know a thousand likes for you guys <laughs> one like for me i'm happy you know <laughs> little sub story there but um but when you get that response of course it has a chemical reaction in the brain which drives you to do it more so it's not just about business it's also much more complex because it has something very personal now we spoke about this before so i want to ask you guys particularly do one second go because i'm going to come back to you in a minute but how you mentioned taryn about planning in advance and i spoke to to uh, an influencer once who talked about planning all of the outfits before she went on holiday so that she had everything ready and dedicated her time to creating this content and you yourself Shelley you post so much content how much of your day is dedicated to your role as an influencer I'm going to use the word role and not job as your role as an influencer to maintain those algorithms and what's the impact on your health it must have an impact on your mental health mm -hmm. um i mean I, circling back to what you previously said where women spend about two hours a day on social media when it comes to content creators so so spending two hours a day is mo mostly probably just consuming content yeah. mm -hmm. as an influencer you're not only consuming content which which ah which you don't even do for entertainment you do it for inspiration you do it for you know to get ideas so so there's those two hours and then you're actually you know editing your photos or whatever seeing what you're gonna post writing the captions when you're off your phone you're still thinking about ideas or going to locations and you're you're taking photos I mean, when you're off the phone you're still thinking about it yes I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. But, I don't but you I, both I don't have. put down my phone and stop thinking about it. I mean, social media is a 24-hour job. A, you find is. inspiration everywhere. You learn it from is, everyone like around constantly. you. And if like, you're not on it, then you're still creating if, it. If you so don't catch yourself, everything is content. Yeah. Everything could be content if you don't catch yourself. When you say catch yourself, what do you mean? Because you talked about a digital break. Is if, it something if, that you do? Yeah. If you don't like i i've started i i like to try to slot time for for social media so mostly i'm more, more active in the evenings for example and if i don't feel like i'm not gonna post i'm gonna going to force myself to post um which does mess up the, the algorithm unfortunately because that's, but, that, but that's the whole point is that if you're not there you're not feeding it then you're you're gonna yeah. have the the net effect of that if you're There's gonna take a digital break repercussions as yes. well for example now lately it's with the reels so I love creating videos, but I can't create one a week. I don't have the time. I mean, I have a full-time job apart from this. So obviously it takes up a lot of time. So yes, unfortunately, maybe I haven't reached the real goals like other people are, you know, they're posting twice, three times, three reels a week. I just, I can't live up to that. So it's also become a, 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 like, a, it's like a battle against yourself, I feel sometimes to create the right content and the right amount. And when you are, creating content there's this one thing that not no other kind of job has which is the security so you post something and you think how long will this last for how long am i gonna keep getting engagement there's always i don't know about you guys but with me there's always like that, that question mark of uh, is it is it gonna do well is the next post gonna do well am i gonna be doing well in a year 
and it gets into your head so it does i don't know it affects me mentally a lot and i had to do like i feel like i had to do a lot of soul searching over the past year and i took a bit of a social media break for for a couple of months and now i'm back and i feel like i've i found my rhythm like in the weekends i post a bit more because i feel like i'm a bit more flexible um um and I, i'm i'm trying to ignore the algorithm and just post what I want. It's not that easy. Okay, and I, I have a full-time job as well. So it's like, it's not my full-time job. So but let, me, let me ask you, because I'm going to ask about both of you, and I will come to you in a second, Gail, I promise, but I'm going to ask both of you about that impact when you get a post that gets a thousand, two thousand likes. I mean, everybody knows that that hits your dopamine, that hits your brain, it triggers something in you, it gives you that, that, uh, boost it gives you that emotion it's like with everything though you know imagine you're a lawyer and you win a case obviously yes, like you the win a highlight case. of your day you know like and you go out and you celebrate of and for course. us they're a bit smaller the wins are smaller i guess but but, uh, but that's my question are they yes, smaller surely it must be incredibly addictive it's a, it is addictive I, it is um, addictive you don't feel like it's addictive not social media anymore, i think i mean social media I, in general yes social media is very i'm addicted to other people i've noticed like there are some people i'm obsessed with like and i will follow and i'm like your life is so great like you know so i get i catch myself becoming obsessed over other people and other content creators like at the moment i just want to pack my bags and travel for a living you know but obviously i have other projects and i have other things going around but i follow certain people and i think wow like they're they're making it they're doing it and i'd love to do what they do um so i i really catch myself getting addicted to someone else's life sometimes obviously that's what social media does to you isn't that the whole point that's where we started that's what social media does that's to what you. it's all about you know that's that's that whole story about this is what you've got uh, in front of you and, and is this reality coming back to you you've spoken out about the impact that that this has had on your mental health yes um uh, before I took my social media break last year, I, 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 I always suffered a bit from anxiety and I felt that with social media, if a post is great, I'm fine. But then suddenly I'm like obsessed about making sure that the next type of content is going to be just as good. And if it's not, I get anxious and it makes me spiral. It, it used to happen a lot to me and that's why I... I I had to take a break because even though my anxiety doesn't have anything to do with social media per se, it, it, it was, it was aggravating my anxiety. So Gail, your role is content creation. This is what you do. When Shelley's talking and even Taryn are talking about these posts that are, some are really successful and some are less successful. What is the secret and how do you make that success? I mean, I think that's what everybody wants to know. How do you make that successful post that's going to get 10,000 likes and, and boom you into oblivion? There's no uh, straight answer to that. Sometimes, as we earlier said, the least, the least effort you put in a, in a post, it blows up. And then when it's highly curated, highly edited, la la la, and a lot of thought and time, it gets less, uh, less, less, less engagement. So, but why? Because that's the golden question. Why? I think, I think uh, um, uh, Instagram or maybe social media in general evolved. And we can see this through TikTok. The more raw, the more real, the more unedited, the more quick, quick, quick you are 
the more successful you are. The more the more successful the post is, the story is, etc. Yeah, et do you agree with that? Do you actually Which agree that it works more? against me because it takes me ages to put but up don't a photo? You, but don't you think? It's, I agree. It's, I agree. hundred percent. Um, so so usually, for example, if I'm abroad, so I love posting my travels. I'm abroad. If I post while I'm abroad, they'll do better than if I post when I'm back, because people know that you're back. They're like, oh, now we've had enough. You know, it's over. Bye. Done with. So I feel like, but for me, to be on holiday, it's very stressful to be on holiday. Have to put up all your stories, keep people updated, also put up posts. I mean, I want to enjoy it. If I'm there, I want to make my, the most of my time, you know? And it's already stressful enough that you're away in a new, a new, a new place. You're trying to experience, trying try to take it all in, trying to find the right places to go to. I mean, I'm a planner, so whether I'm taking content or not, I'm still planning all my outfits. That's just who I am as a person. Um, I'm a Virgo, so it's very much a, like a trait. Um, so I would plan anyway, but it's just like, it does get a bit overwhelmed because you have 24 hours in a day, some of which you need to sleep because the next day you need energy. So how many hours are you going to spend on your phone? You know, So it's kind of a balance. And sometimes you learn that, you know what? Yes, it didn't do well, but I'm happy with it. And that's what you have to think of. Like, I recently had a chat with a friend of mine who told me, because it's going so down, you know, I'm reaching half the people I use. So I said, are you happy with your content? If yes, then that's the most important thing. Because you can't do it's things difficult. just for other people. A hundred percent. And the thing is, I think that I went through what you went through now a while back when I started, when I decided I can't post in real time anymore because it was getting to me so much. And I was finding myself stressing about not having Wi-Fi, so basic, you know? Back then I couldn't even afford my own plan. Like now I have a plan and I'm okay, I have like unlimited. But back then I was a student and I couldn't afford these things. So I used to stress about not having Wi-Fi, about like these stupid things going wrong and like, and I used to say, why did I stress myself to a point where I didn't enjoy my experience? And apart from that, the effect it has to, with the people, people around you, 100%. Because you've spoken before about the effect that it had on your marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't have like a really adverse effect, but obviously, but it obviously, Sean used to be like, listen, like you've been on your phone for a really long time. Like, ca- can you stop for a while? Let's, let's watch this movie or let's watch this show. Like, or like he, 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 that's how I started as well with, which, with catching myself. First, he used to tell me, like he used to, to bring me back to reality kind of and be like, listen, like enough posting today. Like you've really posted a lot. Like, can you just enjoy the moment right here, right now? So he, he really helped me um, um, with, with that. I, I, and at the same time, I know it's, it's, not, it's not fair as well on, on him that he had, to, he had to kind of babysit me until I, I, I got around to figuring out how I should slot my time, how I should, because it, honestly, it, it really does feel like an addiction sometimes. Um, I mean, now it's now it's much better. And but but it does it does affect people around you, particularly like if you're anxious and sad because a post didn't do well. You're obviously I don't know. You're the ne- the energy at home is gonna be negative. If you're anxious, people around you are not gonna be happy because because it, 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 the vibe that, that, that they're getting is is is. Negative. Bad. Like, yeah. He can't be happy if I'm not. Yeah. That comes back to the role of an influencer and the responsibility of an influencer and how much then time you're going to dedicate to that role. I want to just come to one last point and I'm going to ask each of you to kind of wrap up on this. And that is as an influencer, whether you're, you're outspoken and you're advocate, uh, being an advocate for, for putting in place legislation and some structure to, to social media, whether or not your, your audience is 170, 160,000 followers, or whether it's part of what you do 
along with having a greater influence through radio and reaching out to goodness knows how many people through both of those mechanics. You as women have an impact on other women, on young women, on older women, and we've talked about this responsibility. And we've talked about the, the, the responsibility of, the, of legislation and structure. We've talked about the responsibility of mental health. We've talked about the responsibility of the kind of content. What would you like to see in the future for young women or any women in relation to social media and how we move forward? Because as you said right in the very beginning, social media is changing and it will keep changing because that's will always be changing. I think that we need to show people that social media doesn't define you it's an extension of yourself, but it's not who you are. And I think that's so, and it's hard because obviously it's always, for me, it's an internal dilemma every day because you have people constantly, constantly posting, you know, they're constantly present. I can't be that and that's okay. But it's something that you have to accept about yourself that sometimes social media is just a part of you. It's not who you are. And that is so important to try and understand because it will help you and the people around you. Trust me, through experience, I've had to learn and I've lost people and maybe I've had to fix relationships, which I've, I've had to lose, you know, in my life because I just became so infatuated with the idea that social media was who I am, but it's not. And now, it's, it just keeps getting better, you know, every day you learn more and every day you become more educated and you realize that you can't be like everyone else. And that's why some people follow some people, some people are over others. You, there's something for everyone on it. You just have to follow the right people and the people whose values match up to yours. And I think social media is such an amazing platform for empowerment. And I've learned so much from so many women on there. I mean, I follow women who have kids, women who are married, no, their lives aren't like mine, but they inspire me. So that's what I take from social media myself. I give to it, but I also take from it. Shelley? I think it's about being genuine. Uh, I mean, as Serena is saying, following other women and seeing their different lives, their different struggles, um, speaking up about their values and, and you know, working with brands that they work with them because of the values and because of the money. I think, I think that's where what I would like to see in social media, um, people sharing a positive message. And that's what I'm trying to do as well. <laughs> For me, it's as both of you said, uh, it's about being through to your true to yourself. Um, I think we need to copy others less as in not copy in terms of content, but to be like others. We, we don't we don't need to aspire to be like others, but be you like on camera and off camera make sure that you are representing your true self and not what others might like or other what like whether you know being like a certain type will get you followers no be true to yourself because it will get very tiring if you're trying to put an image which is not you it will get, it will get very tiring and you you'll eventually you know feel depleted and you know then anxiety kicks in and, and all of this so be true to yourself and the rest will follow honestly i i, I really feel I, I i shifted i i like to to use the word pivot i pivoted my content from food related to you know be myself and influencer marketing tips and i feel so much confident now and and i really feel that you know if brands want to work with me they will and they, some some are and i'm happy and if you don't uh, then it's fine but i want to be true to myself i don't want to force anything and i think 
that made me relax like i was on holiday now i wasn't posting crazy photos every day like every day every day no i wasn't like posting after as, as you said not in real time um and honestly you feel so much better so i think just be true to yourself um on and off camera and the rest mm -hmm. will follow you get a following of people who have who are like-minded then yeah. as well yes, and that exactly. makes such exactly. a difference exactly exactly i still get those you know those those people who like yeah. to follow like what is she doing now yeah and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> let me <laughs> let me tell her that she's wrong okay like, i had no idea you were getting that response mm -hmm. you know a few yes and, and i think constructive criticism is fine but i love the it attitude. it is it's the energy the... i need yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I want to say thank you so much. I think we need to do this again. I think we need to keep talking about social media and the truth behind social media. And as you mentioned, the, the person behind social media and what that. But thank you so much for being on the thank She Works. Thank, thank you. you. I'm wishing you every, every success and everything that you do. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>